0: Listening to the Healing Migraines Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Caesar, and I'm helping women rediscover a migraine free life. Today, I'm talking to Mary, who runs our awesome Facebook community, about the things the supplement industry doesn't want you to know. So, really excited about our conversation today. How are you doing, Mary?
1: Doing great. I think this is going to be a fun one.
0: Yeah, I'm really going to get on my soapbox today on this topic
1: awesome I'm excited
0: and how have you been this week
1: <laughs> really good it's been a busy fun week and I'm I'm excited to get ready for Halloween it's my favorite holiday so woohoo
0: okay <laughs> yeah do you like do a lot of decorating at your house are you like the uh you know the house with the best decorations or
1: probably not but inside I'm trying <laughs> I I have a lot of you know, I did, but kind of slowly gathering pieces as I go.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Well, I actually got our Halloween decorations out last Sunday, which I was so proud of myself. I got it all <laughs> out in a day and, you know, not the week before. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing well, how much good. coordination and work that re- requires.
0: I know. Right. Yeah. Well, great. Great. Well, this is episode three of our podcast. And, um, we finished episode two talking about magnesium supplementation and how it generates, as you said, Mary, regularity, right? (laughs) Keeps you regular.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And by that, we mean horrible loose stools. (laughs) Right.
1: I'm like extra regular.
0: (laughs) Extra regular. Right. Exactly. So we ended on that with our uh, second episode. And so I thought, you know what, let's do episode three. Let's talk about magnesium. Let's talk about the supplement industry. Okay. And most people would assume, I'm sure that I'm going to be critical of the pharmaceutical industry, uh, the multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical industry. And certainly I am uh, critical. I have my critique of that industry, but I am As critical of the multi billion dollar supplement industry as well. And a lot of people are surprised to hear that. So I thought we could um, talk about that as we talk about magnesium and all the other supplements.
1: Right, right. You know, when I go into a natural food store and I look at the supplements, it's like the plethora of options is so overwhelming to me. And I literally look at every bottle and I'm like, how in the world would I ever know if this actually will work Mm -hmm. because every bottle says best supplement ever. Like there's no, and it's not regulated really. Right. Well,
0: um, a little bit more complicated because people will say, well, they're not regulated. Mm. Well, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration is the main governmental body that approves things for use to treat diseases. And so the FDA approves the drugs or other medications that are used to treat disease. And so the quote unquote supplement industry, the supplements that you are looking at in your health food store, they are not FDA approved approved to treat diseases. It's not like anything goes, right? I mean, you still can't put, you know, arsenic and stuff, right? That's (laughs) going to be illegal, Okay. So it's when people say, well, the supplement industry is unregulated. I think that people, it's not like the total wild, wild west in the supplement industry. There are still regulations and, and things that have to be followed. You can't poison people.
1: But you can't make certain claims, which is interesting when you do look at all these bottles or, like, there are sort of claims on the bottles, but, like, Mm -hmm. the wording Mm -hmm. is very tricky. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess my whole point is that, like, it's very overwhelming and it's very difficult to weed out garbage from not garbage. And, and, you know, in our group, for example, there's so much conversation around – what supplement do you take that helps? And, you know, Jane might say magnesium and the next lady will say, well, that gave me diarrhea. So like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to make sense of any of it.
0: hmm. hmm. And with drugs, there is if there's five milligrams of propranolol in the tablet. If that's what it says on the label, there has to be that amount on the label. And then also drugs, um, say if you take a drug like propranolol, which is a common migraine preventative prescription, there are, you know, it's not like, oh, well, this pharmacy has five milligram tablets and this pharmacy has six milligram tablets. And I went here and that was 4.5 milligram tablets. There are standardized dosing within pharmaceuticals, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, propranolol is a generic medication. And so you're going to have a lot of manufacturers making it, but you don't have just sort of chaos as far as, you know, five milligrams, 10 milligrams. It's a, it's a standardized preparation of the drugs and how they're dosed and things like that in the supplement world, right? You could have a, a brand, a product that has 300 milligrams of magnesium. You could have another brand that has a hundred milligrams of magnesium, right? It, it doesn't have the same level of standardization that you see in the, in the, with the drugs, right? So let's talk about some of the issues here. Mm-hmm. Okay. With the supplement industry. Again, I like to emphasize multi-billion dollar supplement Mm. industry, right? So, you know, um, the pharmaceutical industry is the biggest source of campaign contributions Mm. in the United States. Um, The pharmaceutical lobby is the biggest lobby. It's bigger than the oil and gas lobby. A lot of people don't realize that. So, Mm. you know, the pharmaceutical industry is very, very powerful in the United States the supplement industry is not that big, but it is a multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. with their own lobbyists and things like that. So it's, it, like I say, it doesn't come close to the power of the pharmaceutical industry, but don't negate the power that's behind the, those billions and billions of dollars. Right, right. Okay? And so the main thing with supplements, okay, anything that we put into our mouth has to be Broken down by our digestive tract, that's our food and the supplements that we take. So, unfortunately, most women with migraines, their digestive function is poor. Okay, um, and this this goes back to the first principle of restoring our health. Okay, so um, I have several uh, free webinars, free trainings on this topic. We can link to those in the show notes. But there are three things that we have to do to restore our health. And the first thing is we have to get the nutrients to every cell in the body. So how do we get nutrients to every cell in the body? Well, first, we have to put them in our mouth in the form of our food. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can put them in our mouth in the form of supplements, but I'm going to talk about why that's not ideal. Okay. But first we have to put the nutrients into the digestive tract. And the nutrients, the the digestive tract has to break the food down, break apart the supplement and extract the nutrients out of it, Hmm. the food or the supplement. Okay. So this is the first, this is the number one blocker within this first principle. This is a common blocker to people's health is their digestive function. Hmm. People have been told that it's normal to have heartburn. People have been told that it's normal to have bloating, gas, loose stools, right? People are taking magnesium on purpose to have loose stools. Hmm. People don't realize that we should have one to two bowel movements a day formed ball movements, not loose ball movements, but formed ball movements per day. People think, oh, I don't go to, I I mean, I hear people tell me, oh, I don't have any digestive issues. Hmm. I I go to the bathroom every two to three days. Is that a problem? So we should be able to swallow our food. A lot of people have difficulty swallowing Mm -hmm. their food. So we should not have anything going on with our digestive tract okay if you can feel your digestive tract <laughs> if you have discomfort in your digestive tract your digestion is not functioning properly and the food that you're eating is not going to get broken down properly you're you're not going to extract the nutrients out of the food that you're eating and for goodness sakes if you're taking supplements you're not going to get the nutrients out of the supplements because our digestive tract is designed to get nutrients out of the food that we're eating it's not designed to get nutrients out of pills Mm -hmm. okay so if you have anything going on with your digestive tract you have a blocker within this first principle we cannot get the nutrients to the cells if we can't even get them out of the food
1: interesting so like you could potentially be spending thousands of dollars on a supplement that's just going right out the exit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Basically>.
0: exactly
1: 100 percent, 100 percent. i remember hearing a long time ago that certain vitamins if they like tested feces afterwards would like come out the other end in big pieces i'm like what
0: what are we yes. spending our money on <laughs> yeah so your one a day type mm-hmm. vitamins in or okay so okay i'm You're getting me a little bit hot here, Mary. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Deep breathing here. So (laughs) there are over 4,000 nutrients that they have identified in the food that we eat. Mm. You cannot put that in a capsule. Mm. Number one. Okay. So what they do put in the capsules are sort of like the real high level nutrients. Okay. The vitamin C, the magnesium, the calcium, you know, the vitamin A, right? Those high level nutrients. We're not getting anywhere near 4,000 plus nutrients in a, in a capsule or a tablet. Not possible, right? We yeah. have to eat food to get those nutrients. So what they do is even to get the high level nutrients in a, in a tablet or a capsule, you're going to have to take multiple capsules and tablets a day just to get the high level nutrients. Hmm. So with sort of like the higher quality vitamin and mineral supplements, if you're going to do like a quote-unquote multivitamin supplement on the higher quality products, mm-hmm. you're going to be taking six to eight capsules or tablets a day just for the high-level nutrients, right? I don't know about you, but I I don't like taking that many pills, okay?
1: Well, <laughs> just to buy... That many, like, what is that? Three, four bottles a month? (laughs) Right? Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, when you then think about a one a day Mm -hmm. vitamin, right? So, like, I'm a Costco member, I love Costco, but they have a huge supplement section at Costco with like all these one a day type stuff. So, to compress six to eight tablets into one tablet, to make a one-a-day product, you have to compress that tablet with so much force and compress it down so, so much that even if your digestive tract were in, top, in the top-notch top quality, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be able to dissolve that tablet. <laughs> it's too dense. Okay? So, yes. I have also uh, heard from, like... Um, septic tank uh companies yeah they'll go in and clean out a septic tank or like a roto-rooter type situation and they find whole intact one-a-day tablets in the tank oh my gosh
1: i would actually love i mean not to see it but like (laughs) i would love to see the evidence because i'm like that's so hard to believe you know, right. like I want to put my right. eyes on it so I can really grasp it. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> Not that I really want to see it, but. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> so, that, that, so just
0: let that process for a second there. Right. 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 The other aspect, too, is when we are eating food, the nutrients in the food are in an ionic form. Okay, like the um, magnesium in spinach is kind of in the cells of the spinach, right? Just like in our own body, the magnesium is in our own cells, right? So when we crunch on a little spinach leaf, we're breaking open those cells of the spinach and releasing the nutrients that are inside of those cells. Mm. Right. So that is the form of the nutrients that our digestive tract is designed to process. Right. When you just can't put magnesium in a capsule, it's an ion. Right. So if you go back to high school chemistry class, ions react with uh, other things. Right. They can they can be dissolved in something like water, but you just can't put magnesium ions on the table. So to put them in supplements, they have to bind all of the minerals, the vitamins, all these little nutrients. They have to bind them to carrier molecules. So then the digestive tract not only has to get through the capsule or the tablet, then it has to to dislodge the mineral or the vitamin or the nutrient from the carrier molecule. Our digestive tract is not designed to do this. Huh. So that's another. It sounds barrier. like just way too much work for our bodies, <laughs> right? Way too much work for a digestive tract f- that, for most women with migraines, is not functioning properly anyway.
1: Right.
0: Right. So you know, people are like you say, uh, these things are not cheap. No. Right. Even at Costco, they're not cheap.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, you know, I'll be honest with you: the things that are sold in Costco. Are on the lower end, right? Because the other thing, you know, the FDA with the drug manufacturers, you know, if it's a five milligram propranolol pill, that's what's in there, right? Mm -hmm. Versus, hey, if Costco wants to put 100 milligrams of something, they can do that. Another company can put 400 milligrams in something. Right. It's both called magnesium, right? You have to actually read the label to know how much is in there. So the cheaper supplements, they're going to compress more into less capsules or tablets. Mm-hmm. They're going to lower the amount. They're going to use cheaper binders. Mm. Right? So you can you can bind the magnesium ion to a lot of a lot of different carrier molecules. Right? And so the cheaper companies are going to use cheaper versions of those carrier molecules. Well, guess what? The cheaper it is, the harder it is for our digestive tract. Mm to to break it apart right so all of that is unregulated right Mm. when you go into a store and you're just looking at the magnesium bottle right Mm -hmm. you don't they can call it magnesium but it's not right it's not known to you right as you're perusing the shelves well Oh, this has a hundred milligrams versus 500 milligrams. You'd really have to read the label. What is this bound to, you know, right? The average person isn't, doesn't have that depth of knowledge, right? Right, They just see magnesium.
1: Well, and on top of that, like it, I mean, I don't know about, well, I do know about you, but me and probably a chunk of our audience is not, um, equipped to decipher like which type of magnesium is best for my body and like which one will make me even sicker. And like, we don't have that background of like, you know, the teeny tiny details like to diagnose or treat properly. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying, having a hard time wording that right but you know what I'm no time, no I'm following so. you yeah
0: the, the best form of magnesium for the human body is the magnesium that's in the that's floating around in the little spinach cells mm-hmm. that's the best form
1: right right so right? walking into Costco or any other health food store like I you know I was saying earlier like it's it's just like staring at a huge wall of magnesium and like having I mean it's like throwing a a rock at it and going, here, I'll try this one. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think it is very interesting to me, right? Because we've talked about this uh, in depth on the second podcast that we have been told over and over again that we don't feel well because we're defective. Right. And so we have to take a pill to feel better. There has to be something outside of us. To f- make us feel better because we're defective mm-hmm. and not that, that outside. That thing from the outside is the medication, right. right? We have to take this medication to, because we're defective. Well, what is it like going into the health food store and looking at all the natural pills? Right. Right. We're not thinking about the magnesium in the food we're eating. We're thinking, again, I'm defective. I need an outside pill to make me feel better. Right. Right. It's kind of, it's interesting. Yeah. So in my view, the multi-billion dollar supplement industry reinforces this false belief that we have been told that we need something external from ourselves. To feel better. Mm -hmm. And most natural practitioners are operating this way. Most natural practitioners, we talked a lot on the second podcast around what your medical doctor is thinking when you go into the appointment. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, what is your natural medicine practitioner thinking when you go into the appointment? Unfortunately, the vast majority of natural practitioners they still think you're defective and need something natural to fix you. (laughs) Right. Right. So I think the multi-billion dollar supplement industry is reinforcing this false belief that we have culturally, that we've all been indoctrinated with, that we've all grown up with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and saying, well, I can't eat spinach. The problem is not the spinach, mm. right? We should be able to eat spinach and we should be able to get the nutrients out of the spinach that we eat. If you're having symptoms after you eat spinach, it's because your digestion is not functioning properly mm-hmm. and you're not able to break the spinach down properly.
1: Mm. Oh, and, I, and I think, I mean, we will probably have an, a whole other podcast about digestive issues and food. I'm assuming. Um, uh, yeah, I can't wait to do that. i <laughs> I'm like, there's trigger. so much. We can get a huge soapbox on that. But there's so much conversation around food triggers and things like that. So, like, that opens a whole other can of worms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm
0: Yeah. I think the next podcast, we should devote to food triggers because this is another real big soapbox ish- issue of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But you can, you can start to see, right, how the supplement industry is actually operating in the same mindset that the pharmaceutical
1: industry is. Right. Right. I mean, it, but it's sad because at the same time, like, we slap the word natural on it and assume that it's always going to be better for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And there are some natural things that are going, going to be better. Right. I think what what we have come to a realization culturally that really wasn't there, like when I was a kid in the 70s and 80s, we really hadn't come to this point yet. But we have come to the point now where we have we are looking at the environment and um, we are saying, yeah, geez, our human ingenuity and our human progress has introduced some pretty, you know, Toxic stuff into the food supply and the water supply and the air supply, right? And that's a that's a good thing, right? I mean, the environment is actually much cleaner than it was when I was a kid in the seventies. <laughs> um, and so we have that realization, and so people want organic; they want "quote unquote" natural, right? And that absolutely is preferred to something that's artificial and toxic. absolutely but you know the multi-billion dollar supplement industry has kind of exploited that yeah right the multi-billion dollar processed food industry has also exploited this this is we should just call this show dr leslie's soapbox issues so
1: (laughs) you know everything explaining people (laughs) and we'll just sit here and make lists (laughs) right i'm just kidding
0: (laughs) So I'm, you know, 10 minutes from a Whole Foods. I go there a couple times a week. The whole store is full of organic processed food. Hmm. Right? We feel better if we buy processed food that says organic, Hmm. right? Because everybody knows you're not supposed to eat processed food. So, well, if it's organic.
1: (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking that is literally the biggest oxymoron ever. (laughs)
0: But, right, right. It's, it's organic, right? So it's okay, right? <laughs> the chips are organic. <laughs> it's so funny. Right? So this is, like I say, how we are being, you know, we're being a little bit manipulated, right? Because we have come to this understanding that we shouldn't be, you know, polluting and poisoning our environment that we're living in, right? And and like I say, definitely it's better to eat food that doesn't have pesticides and herbicides and things like that in it. Everybody knows that, right? Right. But it is being exploited a little bit where people are kind of led to feel that they're doing something positive when it's really just a processed food that Mm -hmm. happens to be organic, right? Right. Right. So we talked about, let's kind of recap here. So we talked about FDA regulation over uh, the supplement industry. Um, I think we covered one of my big, big points that I have to make about supplements because you're right, Mary, in our Facebook group, healing migraines naturally with Leslie Caesar and D people are drawn to the Facebook group, right? Because they want natural solutions. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's absolutely what they should be looking for. But in the, in people's minds, a natural solution means a supplement instead of a drug. That's what a natural solution means in most people's minds.
1: Well, and I just want to like reiterate too that I think there's a lot of trust issues involved in this entire thing because people don't know who to trust or what to trust anymore. And so we go, well, I trust my doctor and my doctor goes and gives me a prescription or someone else will say, well, I trust natural things. So they go to the the health food store and the supplement aisle Um, somebody else might say, well, I trust organic processed food. And it just, there's so much information that contradicts each other. It's so hard to weed out as an average person.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem is that people don't know the fundamental things that are required to restore and maintain their health. And these are what I call the three principles. Mm -hmm. And so the, again, those three principles are first, first principle, getting the nutrients to every cell in the body. Mm-hmm. Second principle, clearing metabolic waste material and toxins. And third principle, restoring our resiliency and vitality. Right. right. When we do those three things, the innate ability of the body to heal itself and repair itself becomes activated and we start to feel better. As we continue to act within those three principles, we feel better and better. Now you can act, you can work on all three of those principles without taking any supplements. Hmm. You don't need anything external to you to work within these
1: three principles. It's just that's so fascinating to me and i'm i'm guessing you're going to teach us more about that in the future <laughs> but
0: see like it, it it's a shock to hear that yeah. because we have been told over and over again that we are defective and we need something outside of ourselves external to ourselves to make us feel better
1: or like you've said multiple times that basically there's nothing we can do to fix it so let's just Throw a Band-Aid solution so you feel a little better. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah.
0: And, you know, within the Facebook group, even people when they're talking about natural supplements for migraines, which are typically B2 or riboflavin, magnesium, and CoQ10. Those are going to be the top three that even neurologists will recommend.
1: Right. Funny, because like I told you, I made a list and there's over 25 that I see regularly in the group. And those are exactly the ones I circled as the most common.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are the most common. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but so when people are talking about those, again, it's sort of like I, you know, we make CoQ10. Our bodies make CoQ10 huh. from the other nutrients that are in our food. So why do I need a supplement of CoQ10? Why don't I build up my body? Um, Where I have the nutrients that I need to make CoQ10, the cells that make CoQ10 aren't swimming in metabolic waste material and toxins, and I have enough vitality to make the CoQ10, why don't I just make my own CoQ10? Right. Right? Rather than taking it in a supplement, because I'll tell you, CoQ10 is one of the supplements where when you just put CoQ10 into a supplement tablet, we absorb a fraction, a tiny, tiny fraction of that CoQ10. Hmm. So um, if you're taking CoQ10, a CoQ10 version, a, a CoQ10 format that your digestive tract actually uh, can absorb, you're going to be spending 60 to to $100 a month on that CoQ10. Oh, wow. The cheaper CoQ10s, Your digestive tract can only absorb a tiny, tiny fraction of that because CoQ10 is a really big molecule and our digestive tract isn't expecting it. It's not designed to absorb this huge CoQ10 molecule. Interesting. You can put these nutrients into capsules. It does not mean that you're going to absorb them. And why take something that we can make, right? right? If your body isn't making enough CoQ10 Let's get it making the coq10.
1: <laughs> I mean that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> right?
0: right? But we don't think that, right? right? We think, well, I have migraines, I need extra coq10 from a supplement. Mm.
1: So let me ask you this, like I know we have a a podcast training on why supplements stop working or medicine stops working, but let me ask mm-hmm. you the flip side of that why do these supplements work sometimes? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people say in the Facebook group, I take magnesium and it's usually a certain type and it really helps me. Or I have been, we get a lot of CBD we get a lot of THC. I mean, just whatever. There's just so many different things. And people say, (laughs) one of them was like, oh, I drink tart cherry juice and that helps me. Mm -hmm. Why is it that some of them work some of the time, but not all of the time? So this is
0: going to depend one on, so like tart cherry juice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tart cherry juice is full of nutrients. So uh, in a broad spectrum of nutrients. So if somebody is very nutrient deficient and you take tart cherry juice, you're going to get like a little booster. Of all of the nutrients that are in that tart cherry juice.
1: Okay, so it's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could eat cherries too.
1: (laughs) I think I would prefer that to be honest. The tart (laughs) tart cherries, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like the tart cherry juice does not sound appealing,
0: (laughs) right? Tart. I mean, it's like the juice of a food, right? Right. So you know, when we eat food, we get nutrients into the digestive tract. Right. So if somebody has adequate digestive function and they're low in the nutrients that are in tart cherries and they eat tart cherries, then they're going to benefit from the nutrients in those tart cherries and their digestive tract is going to be able to get those nutrients out of the cherries. Right. Right. But if what if I don't have a deficiency in the nutrients from tart cherries? Then, when I have tart cherries, it doesn't make a difference. Right. I'm not deficient in those nutrients. Or if my digestive function, you know, if I have heartburn and I drink tart cherry juice, the fact that I have heartburn tells me that my digestive function is poor. Right. And so I can drink all the tart cherry juice in the world. If I can't get the nutrients out of the tart cherries, it's not going to do me any good. Hmm. Right. So the variability, Right. Everybody says, oh, well, with migraines, you know, one thing helps one person and one thing helps another person. Migraines, you never know what's going to work. It's it's not the migraines. Right. It's it's your in this case, it's your digestive function. That's what's causing the difference in the response or your own nutrient status. It has nothing to do with migraines being a condition that is elusive and, you know, variable and all these other types of things. right? Right. It goes back down. Um, in this example, to that first principle of getting the nutrients into every cell in the body. It starts with what we eat and what our digestive function
1: is. Seriously. So, I mean, and we talked a little bit about spaghetti on the wall medicine, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and it it goes back to that where if you don't know your digestive system isn't functioning properly and you don't know what nutrients you're deficient in or nutrients you're deficient in, you are just throwing spaghetti at the wall and being like, maybe magnesium, maybe cherry juice, maybe CoQ10, maybe electrolytes. How about some pickle juice? Like, that sounds like a lot of work, And a lot of suffering. I'm not partial to drinking pickle juice either. So, like, I I mean, you just see people going through these hoops of like, what will work for me? And they will, I feel so bad for them because they're so desperate for relief that they will drink anything. Right. It's heartbreaking to even think about it. And absolutely. Yeah. And it's a lot of work to go through all this, I think.
0: Oh my goodness. No. Right. We, last time we talked about spaghetti on the wall, (laughs) drug prescribing, and this is, you're absolutely right. Spaghetti on the wall, natural product supplementation. Right. And so when I work with my clients, um, when we do their initial intake, it becomes very obvious to me what their digestive function is. Um, I do some nutrient testing. Uh, people's symptoms also tell me where nutrient deficiencies are, right? So it's not just like, I'm not just throwing, well, you try tart cherry juice and you try pickle juice and you try apple (laughs) cider vinegar, (laughs) right? I'm doing an intake and some testing to determine what are we dealing with here.
1: Okay, so this, I was, like, trying not to burst in, but, like, this got me going, ooh, 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 I have a really good question. <laughs> yeah. When you talk about symptoms and not giving you a clue that X, Y, or Z is off in a body, we've talked about migraines as a signal or an alarm system for your body saying, hey, something is off here. We need to help it. We need to help our body fix this. Um. What are some of the other signals or symptoms that would tell Dr. Leslie that this body is out of alignment? Like what what other things do people have happening that are like those red flags that the body is out of health? Mm-hmm. Great question. I, I know you just said heartburn or indigestion. So that's a good mm-hmm. one to know. So
0: what happens first? is we develop blockers in these three principles Mm -hmm. that's what happens first right Mm -hmm. by the time we get migraines we already have developed blockers or missing pieces within those three principles and i talked about this on the first podcast Mm -hmm. when we were talking about our migraine stories i started getting migraines when i was 24 but my health was declining by the time I was a teenager. And now I can see that I had symptoms within each of these three principles. That's how it starts. Mm-hmm. And for most of us, I mean, I hate to tell you, but a lot of people are going to listen to this and they're going to see these
1: symptoms in their kids. Oh, I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to know. <laughs> right.
0: So, so let's go through this and we could even dedicate, Gosh, you know what? I feel like as soon as we get into this, we, f- we like hit the,
1: <laughs> know. hit the good
0: stuff and then we're running out of time. Like
1: Pandora's box that I just opened. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're peeling the onion layers here. So there are telltale signs and symptoms within each of these three principles. That's what deteriorates first. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, we've been talking a lot about the first principle in this podcast because we've been talking about supplements. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, and for time here, I'm just going to focus on the first principle. Okay. Okay. So the first principle, again, I'm going to emphasize this, getting the nutrients to every cell in the body. That doesn't mean eating a nutrient rich diet. I'm done with the first principle. Mm -hmm. The first principle is I'm actually getting the nutrients to the 30 to 40 trillion cells of my body. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first we've got to eat the nutrients, right? This could be a blocker for people. They're not eating enough nutrients. Okay. And, you know, my, my mom has been listening to the podcast. Um, Shout out to my mom. When I talk about my childhood, she feels a little guilty.
1: <laughs> oh, it's okay, Mom. I have a philosophy of <laughs> we all mess our children up. It's a matter of how much and in what way. No. <laughs> exactly, right? So this, it's is okay. my, you know, this is no
0: indictment of my mom, right? Again, I was a kid in the 70s. Right. But, you know, a lot of people, children, are not eating enough nutrients. True. Sure. Boom, right? That's going to be a missing piece mm-hmm. in that first principle. Okay. Now, once we eat the food, like I said before, the digestive tract has to be able to digest the food and extract the nutrients out of the food. So one of the first things that people will experience, stomach pain, cramping. How many kids have stomach cramps? Right. I had stomach cramps when I was a kid. Right. Loose stools or constipation, not having bowel movements. Okay. Right, people don't. Your pediatrician will tell you that your child is not constipated if they're having one bowel movement a week. Oof. We need to have one to two bowel movements a day. Yeah. Right. So when I was a you know teenager, when I was a young woman, I wasn't thinking about my bowel movements. <laughs> right. I was trying not to think about it. Right. it's showing when you <laughs> me to think about that stuff. <laughs> yeah i mean i couldn't tell you how many bowel movements a day i was having before i started getting migraines right heartburn you shouldn't be having heartburn Mm -hmm. you eating spicy food should not give you heartburn right the our stomach acid is ph zero that takes paint off of a car tomatoes are nowhere near that right so We should be able to eat food, spicy food, acidic foods, and not have heartburn. Mm. We should be able to swallow. You can see all of these symptoms within the digestive tract. Those are blockers to getting the nutrients out of the food. Mm. So those are the things that people will start to experience first. Low appetite. This is a big one. Eh, Not that hungry. Don't feel like eating. Don't feel like eating protein. Hmm. We should have a hearty and robust appetite. If our appetite is low, that's a protective mechanism. If our digestive tract cannot break the food down and handle the food that we're eating, our body will lower our appetite for us to protect us. So you can see, I haven't even covered all of the possible symptoms.
1: I feel like this is a whole other episode too. (laughs) Right?
0: Right. I mean, throw a stone, you're going to hit an American with these symptoms.
1: Right. I mean, you've literally covered some of mine in what three minutes right I'm going check 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 (laughs) check check, check, check. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you which ones no (laughs) no I have really really bad indigestion and I was actually in the uh, gastroenterologist and had a scope last week for that very thing so I'm over here going ding and I should have just talked to Leslie (laughs)
0: so So, yeah you know you're going into the health food store and you're looking at all those supplements and you can't even get the stuff out of your food let alone these tablets right right? so that's you know our digestion that's going to be a big blocker in this first principle we've got to get that functioning properly
1: i just am curious like okay what about i know yes migraines and digestive issues but like what about full body pain like a lot of people deal with fibromyalgia in our groups or, you know, joint aches. Um, I There's one lady that was describing her face hurting. Like there's so many mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. average people aren't dealing with, or at least they're not sharing, I guess.
0: <laughs> My answer is more complicated, but mm-hmm. I'm going to just stay within this first principle to mm-hmm. answer your question. Okay. But the no, second <laughs> and the third principle <laughs> also play a role in this, but just think, how your muscles would feel if they didn't have the nutrients that they need. Mm-hmm. Good They're not going to feel good. Good point. So once we get the, the nutrients out of the food through our digestive tract, then we have to circulate the nutrients to 30 to 40 trillion cells. Mm right? And nutrients are transported. Most nutrients, they're not just floating around in the blood, kind of haphazardly going places. Mm. Nutrients are transported by carrier molecules. They're directed by hormones. Organ systems play a role in the nutrient levels in our blood. It's very, very complicated. The blood is an unbelievably complicated organ. Mm. It's not just this red stuff and stuff floats around in there. That's what I thought before I went to naturopathic medical school. That's not the case. The blood is an unbelievably complex organ. We do not yet understand the complexity of the blood. Mm -hmm. And so just getting the nutrients to the cells, right? Is your jaw going to hurt if your jaw doesn't have the nutrients that it needs to function properly? Are your muscles going to be fatigued if they don't have the nutrients that they need to contract? Right.
1: You know, I just started reading a book about sleep, which is weird because it's not related, but it is. And the guy just starts out talking about how much our bodies rely on healing itself from nutrients and sleep. And he mm-hmm. talked about he- healing degenerative discs. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. That is one of those medical conditions that you just go, oh, well, I have degenerative discs. I guess I'm stuck.
0: Another yeah. false thing we have been told. Mm-hmm. The human body can recover from any disease. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Well, Mary, we're gonna have to end it. I, I think we're gonna have to go longer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. We'll get it next time.
0: <laughs> so thank you so much. Yeah.
1: Great uh
0: conversation today. I think why don't next time, episode four? Mm-hmm. Should we tackle food triggers?
1: I think we should. Let's do it. Yeah. I think Let's we do we it. Should,
0: so. All right, guys, tune in next time. Next week, we're going to tackle uh, food triggers. Very good. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Before you go, be sure to like this episode and subscribe to this podcast. Do you have somebody in your life who would benefit from what we talked about today? If so, please share this on your social media. Please get this valuable information to them. I'm sure there's somebody in your life that's been praying for this information that we talked about today. Please share it with them. And if you want to stay connected, please join my free Facebook group, Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar ND. We have over 11,000 women in there who are rediscovering a migraine-free life. Go to Healing Migraines Naturally in the Facebook search box. Or you can go to HealingMigrainesNaturally.com and we'll redirect you.
1: Wonderful, Mary. Awesome. I will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you.